Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, hello, hello. It is Blaze. Welcome back to Full Spectrum Feeling. This week, I'm going to share my experience getting a fountain pen, and I have been playing around with it, and I have many pros and cons to this new pen. So first, I'm going to start with why I decided to do this crazy thing in the first place. And (laughs) I figured I needed, well, one, my handwriting is terrible, and I read I don't even know where, that for people who write really fast, cursive is the faster way to write, which makes sense. But I'm terrible at that, and I'm having trouble doing it just regularly with a normal pen or pencil. And they said that in their research, they found that the fountain pens of old, where you had to dip the ink and write, you required less of a grip on your pen. It wanted to flow. So it just, it moved a little bit faster and easier and it led to less carpal tunnel, which I thought a number one, I want less of that. And it also, um, I don't know, it's more of a, a smooth flowing experience. So I thought to myself, self, let's try it. Let's dig out the old fountain pen. And I couldn't find mine. I had one that I got at like old Sturbridge village or something. And I don't know where it is, if it's in storage somewhere. So I ordered a new one and I decided to make it really pretty because I figured if I'm going to do something as old school as dipping ink and writing my notes and handwriting with a fountain pen, I want it to be beautiful. I want the whole experience to feel like it's an experience and not work. (laughs) So I scrolled through Etsy. I found some pretty things. I decided to get like a spotted feather pen that has some weight to it at the bottom. And I might be regretting that I got one that's quite so heavy because it might be defeating the purpose of the light-handed, not gripping so hard aspect that I was promised. But I ordered it. I got myself a little um, ink well that I can fill my ink in and be able to open it easily and dip and then close. And it's nice and neat. That makes me happy. And I began my penmanship adventure. So you guys, my handwriting is so atrocious that even back when I was painting and signing paintings, I decided that I needed to get a Honko stamp rather than have to sign my name because I can't consistently do that. (laughs) I just, I didn't know what to do. So this for me is also, I guess, an attempt to better myself in some really low, like, does it really matter if I have good handwriting or not? I think the vast majority of correspondence that I send these days is email. So it's just typing anyway, but it feels like an area where I know I'm lacking that I probably can improve. I don't, I would say minimal effort, but with some effort I can do it and I want it to be fun And I kind of miss that I haven't been painting or drawing anything 
in quite some time. So this is a way for me to just get a tool in my hand and play with it. And yeah, why not? So it occurred to me as I broke out this gorgeous new pen and set it up and I started to scribble with it that one, the ink flowed really fast. So I can get why writing fast and at speed is a good idea or not pressing hard. Like, I guess that's it. If you press hard and there's a lot of ink in there, like you make a big splotch. So that was enlightening. But then um, I realized I don't remember cursive. Like I think I do in theory and then I go to write it and it's like there's a big disconnect between my brain thinking a pretty letter and my hand being able to make it. And I had to actually go and look up what letters look like. And I felt like, oh my God, I'm going back to kindergarten and like third grade or whenever we were learning cursive. Because do you remember if you're as old as me back in the day, they would tell you like, there's no way that you're going to pass classes or be understood in the world if you can't read and write cursive. That was like really, really drilled into us at third grade. It was so important. And then of course, you know, computers came along and nobody cared about cursive anymore. And it's now like this lost art. So unless you're a calligrapher making wedding invitations, like it just doesn't come up. So I looked up some letters and then I practiced and it was actually really, really fun. I enjoyed it. And I would write things and try to write a sentence like, my name is Blaze Schwaller, and then be like, wow, okay, try to actually write the letters of your name and not just a scribble like you normally do. <laughs> it turns out I can if I slow down just a little bit. So it was interesting. In the interest of being able to write faster and clearer, I actually realized I need to slow down. And I cannot tell you how many times this particular platitude or wisdom comes into my life that says, if you just slow down, things will go better for you. <laughs> and it's true with writing. It was true with tattooing. It's true with painting. It's true with honestly parenting, just anything. If you want to go far and you want to do it well, slow down. It's not a race. And I guess in writing down notes, I want to go at breakneck speed. I just want all of my thoughts to just like blah, go on the page. And I'm realizing that I can do that, but then I make a lot of mistakes. It's not delightful to read my notes. <laughs> but if I'm attempting to do this cursive, if I get the letters right and remember how to connect them, it is actually very legible. It does seem to go faster once I'm in the flow of it, but it does take me like some transition time, transition time to get in there. Um, and it actually is pretty. So I started taking notes, you know, while I'm coaching, I was like, I wonder, this is the big test. Could I actually write in the real world, real world experience? Can I take notes with my quill pen? And the answer is kind of, <laughs> I find if I, if I'm not thinking ahead and I'm transcribing, I want to go faster. And I also seem to get emotional and press harder into the page. And that was interesting. So then I had a lot more splotches, a lot more confusion in my letters, and it was more difficult. So then I switched back to the regular everyday clicky pen and 
I'm used to that amount of slop and messing things up and it was okay. But here's where a cool thing happened. I noticed that after a few days of just practicing writing and, you know, not transcribing, but just, you know, making my list for the day or whatever with the quill pen, my handwriting with the regular pen or pencil is somewhat more legible. And that surprised me. So I don't know if it's that maybe subliminally I am learning to slow it down a little bit or take a moment to think ahead of what I'm writing to see how I'm going to do it. I'm wondering if with more practice, I'm going to be able to not think about it so much. It's like relearning how to drive or something. Like once you know, you don't have to think about it so much right now. I really am thinking about how do I form a letter and connect a letter. And that takes a significant, like a surprisingly significant amount of concentration in creating just a simple sentence that I know I won't have to always do. So I am oddly excited about this possibility that I become able to write clearly and cleanly and beautifully. And it just feels like it's like hitting an upgrade button on my life. Like, you know what? You wrote like, I don't know, a doctor transcription, like where you can't understand what the heck it is, but they thought it meant something. That's my general handwriting or it has been. And I just kind of accepted that about myself for a very long time high school and beyond, like my handwriting is not the thing. But now it could become something that I'm good at. Wouldn't that be neat? Like, honestly, even if I'm just decent at it, it would be so much better than the way I feel about it currently. And that hope is there now. I've created possibility. So I wanted to share that with you guys. I know it's a silly, really simple, everyday irrelevant kind of experiment that I decided to do. But it had a few qualities that I thought were worth sharing. Because one, there was just the delight in investing in myself, I guess, investing in something just for the fun of it, that makes me feel good, like I'm improving a skill. It doesn't really matter if I ever get good at this. And I think that's important. I think it's really important that we have things that we're aiming to improve or that we're enjoying the process of that don't have life or death impacts on anyone or anything. Like I don't think anyone ever will care about any of just my day-to-day notes. Like, Hey, need to make the bed. Don't forget to go shopping, clean the cat litter. You know, like nobody cares. But to me, I'm taking the time to make those lists anyway. It's part of my everyday. And now it just feels weirdly, I want to say classier. And part of it is just because I look at this beautiful thing and I'm like, it's classy. I see this beautiful feather pen on my desk and think, God, that looks nice versus like, eh, it's just a pile of crap. So it's brought some joy. And I would invite you guys to invite some joy and surprise into your lives for something just silly. Like I felt the same amount of delight just getting like a new mug from a friend And being able to see it every day and it just made me smile because it reminds me of them and it's pretty and, you know, I can do anything with it. I I at one point had my pens in it, but now I don't have to. I might be able to actually put tea in there. That's also exciting. So I think it's the little tiny moments in our lives that add up to feeling happy or not. And we kind of need to build them in. They don't just spontaneously happen. Like there's conscious decisions that go into setting yourself up 
to have moments of delight. And for me, it's things like having this little quill pen, deciding that it's okay to just sit down and learn how to learn how to write cursive again and try the different varieties. Like there's so many different A's and B's you could do and which one feels nice or flows well. I'll also mention I've been studying Japanese, so I'm learning how to write some of the katakana and just learning how I might hold a pen and have that flow and recognizing that I am 100% a beginner. And there's a lot of grace in that and having things in which I'm able to not shine and it just feels fun and it's a process. I don't expect anything of myself. I don't expect to be good. I don't expect for it to be beautiful. And then if it happens to start looking decent, I go, oh, wow, that was pretty cool. I'm a person who really loves processes. So I'm enjoying the process of this and seeing how even my first day to my third day of practicing with this pen, I've seen improvements and I've learned how to, how often to dip the pen. And it just has some mindfulness to it as well. And I think that's also probably pretty key is that I've been looking for ways to just be more present and to not run off into the future with my thoughts or get caught up in the past or ruminating on painful things, world events, stuff that's mostly like, it really is like, it's out of my control. I'd rather not spend my time in despair because that's not helping anybody. And you'd think that something as simple as having a pen like means nothing in the grander scheme of things. It's not saving lives, but it's at least getting me into a place where I'm not contributing to the general vibe of fear and sadness. Wow, this took a turn. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I never know where I'm going until I start talking. Yeah. Mm. But that does bring up a point. And that's that we need to make these opportunities to be in a happier, more flow state, a place where we aren't obsessing about anything, where we're really just kind of focused and where we are. And I think there's, there's a positive quality to that that ripples out. It breaks us out of our patterns. It allows us to notice happy things and happy people share happiness. Happy people share kindness. I guess that's where I'm going with it is I didn't expect it to, but getting a quill pen has made me a happier, hopefully kinder person. And isn't that kind of cool? Mm, yeah. So I'll leave it on that note. May you find something simple, delightful, and fun that you can engage in that can surprise you, that gives you an opportunity to be a complete beginner and to not worry about it because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it it's fun. And it actually does matter because it makes you a happier person. May you have a happy week ahead, sending you lots of love, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.